This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I got an Arab Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. We'd like to wish a mazel tov to Mr. and Mrs. Yanki Bornstein upon the birth of a granddaughter. Born to their children, Mr. and Mrs. Moishi Palak of Lawrence. May they see much nachas from this new grandchild, from all their grandchildren, and from all of their children. We'd also like to wish a special mazel tov to Mr. and Mrs. David Roberts upon the bar mitzvah of their son Yehuda this upcoming Shabbos. We'd like to wish a special mazel tov to Mr. and Mrs. Shmuel Prager, proud grandparents. May they see much nachas from this grandson and from all of their grandchildren and children. This week's parish of the Torah tells us <clears throat> about the, the relationship of Avram and Yitzchak. We know Avram and Yitzchak for so long. Avram is the father of Yitzchak. Yitzchak is the proud son of Avram Avinu. Yet Chazal tell us something fascinating about that in this week's parasha. The opening pasuk in this week's parasha seems to be somewhat repetitive. It tells us, Ela told us Yitzchak ben Avraham, who are the children? <coughs> Yitzchak, the son of Avraham. Avraham, Yitzchak. Avraham gave birth to Yitzchak. And the obvious question is, we all know that already. This is not something new. This is not something we haven't heard of before. We know Avram Avinu fathered Yitzchak. We've been discussing that for the last two parshias. What exactly is being told to us by this line, Avram Hoyledes Yitzchak? So Rashi t- comments from Chazal. Rashi tells us that the Torah went out of its way to remind us yet again that Avram Avinu fathered Yitzchak. Why, says Rashi? Because they were what's called the late Sane Hadar, the scoffers of the generation, the mockers of the generation. They were starting a rumor. They were saying, They were starting a rumor <coughs> that the father of Yitzchak is not Avram Avinu, but rather the father of Yitzchak is Avimelech. Why? Because Avram and Sarah were married for so many years, and Sarah did not give birth, and all of a sudden Avimelech takes her and captures her, and shortly after Yitzchak is born. So the rumors were started as Avimelech is the father of Yitzchak. Therefore, says Chazal, quoted by Rashi, what did Hashem do to stop this rumor from being spread? Hashem was tsar kalaster panav shal Yitzchak doimel Avram. Hashem made a miracle that he made Avram and Yitzchak look spitting images of each other. Not just the typical, oh, the baby looks like the father. No, much more than typical, to the point that there is no one who could even think of doubting the fact that Avram Avinu was the father of Yitzchak. And that's what the Torah is telling us in this week's parasha. Avram Hoylid es Yitzchak, not just a history lesson, but the entire world will now know Avram Hoylid es Yitzchak. There's no one who will think otherwise. There is no one that will think it's Avimelech. So when we come across this medrash, there's many difficulties in this medrash. The obvious question that all the Mepharshim jump on, why are they called the Litzone Hadar? Litzone Hadar means the jokers of the generation, the mockers of the generation. This is an outward sheker. This is a lie. This is a falsehood. Why are we referring to them as the jokesters? But perhaps even the more troubling question. How did, would this rumor even get off the ground? Why would anyone think that Avram Avinu was the one who had difficulty having children? Avram Avinu already fathered a child. He already gave birth to Yishmael. So if either of the two in this couple would have a difficult time having children, it wouldn't be Avram Avinu. So there's no logic, there's no reason to think that Avimelech was the father. <clears throat> so how does a rumor like this even get started? It seems to be illogical. And if Moshe Feinstein takes it a step further, and Moshe Feinstein points out in his Sefer, that there was another version of the Medrash. 
not only was there those who said that the father was Avimelech, there's even a version of the rumor that it actually came from Paroi. That when she was taken captive by Paroi, 30 years ago, says Ramosha, 30 years ago she was taken captive by Paroi, 30 years later she has a baby and Paroi is the father. It's almost an absurd movement to think that anyone besides Ravram Avinu is the father. And the answer is, writes Ramosha Feinstein, late sonim don't need logic. They don't even need history to back them. When a person has an agenda, when a person sets his mind to creating a certain ideology, you can show him all the facts and all the information. It's not going to matter. That's what a late is. A late is worse than a rush, or even worse than a liar. A late is a person that has a drive and a desire to push a certain narrative. And no matter what you tell them, no matter what you show them, no matter what information you present to them, they just don't care. Their late son is their joking desire of mocking is so strong and so deep that all the proofs and all the evidence means nothing to them. Therefore, says Ramayusha Feinstein, they can even claim 30 years ago Sarah was taken captive and 30 years later somehow magically Parai is the father. This shows us how scary this movement is. This late Sunni Hadar movement is a very scary movement. It's a group of people that have a desire for a certain outcome and will stop at nothing to conclude their way of thinking. Evidence doesn't matter, proof doesn't matter, facts don't matter, history doesn't matter, nothing matters. That's the strength of the Litsane Hadar. This is a very scary movement, Litsane Hadar. We unfortunately are living right now in the modern day times of Litsane Hadar. Unfortunately, there are some news outlets, news media outlets, that no matter what information is presented to them, no matter what the facts show, Israel is always wrong and Israel is always bad. No matter how much we've shown that that hospital was not shot down by Israeli missiles, they are still going to push the same narrative. And no matter how much history has shown us what Hamas is about, and the fact that Hamas uses civilians, and that they use hospital rooms, nothing will change these people's mind. These people are obsessed with an ideology that will not change no matter what we do. How do we combat them? How do we fight a movement? So what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu did? HaKadosh Baruch Hu did a super miracle. HaKadosh Baruch Hu performed a miracle. He went out of his way to show that Yitzchak undoubtedly is the, is the son of Avram Avinu. No room for error. He put aside the rules of Teva and he changed the form of Yitzchak. And based on the Gemara and Baba Metziah points out Reb Shach and others, not only did he change the way Yitzchak looked, he changed it later in life. Yitzchak originally was born looked like any baby. Only later when he made this big party, that's when Hashem made a miracle to change the way Yitzchak looked, to make Yitzchak look a spitting copy of his father. Which means Hashem went out of his way to put an end to the mockery. Hashem put, put, went out of his way to stop such a movement because it was based on nothing and it was falsehood. But why did they want to do this, these people? What did these Leitzani Hadar gain by this? So the Mepharshim point out, you know what they gained? Because even if they're right that Avimelech fathered the baby, but it was still a super miracle that Sarah had a baby. Sarah was an older woman. The answer is given, says the Biskarov. What they wanted to do was they, said they wanted to diminish the value that had happened to Avram Avinu. 
Maybe a miracle happened, but not to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu wasn't the recipient of blessing. Avram Avinu wasn't the recipient of, 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 of a miracle. Maybe acknowledge, yes, Sari Imenu gave birth at an older age, it has to be a miracle. But it's not the miracle to Avram Avinu. Don't give Avram Avinu the credit that it's Avram Avinu the one who experienced a miracle. I feel like we're fighting the same battle today. They, the world won't give Eretz Yisrael the, the proper respect how much we try to do the right thing, how badly we are trying to limit the amount of loss of life, how badly we're trying not to kill innocent civilians, and the world won't see it. They just want to continue to be late Sunny Hadar and say everything Israel does is wrong, and Klai Yisrael are bad people, and we're ruthless, and we don't care, and we think that Gazan blood is cheap, and it goes on and on and on. We are living through late Sunny Hadar right now. So what can we do? What's our opportunity? How do we stop this movement? So Baruch Hashem, slowly, slowly, there are many news medias and outlets and even the U.S. government that is coming out in the defense of Eretz Israel and saying that's not true. <clears throat> Israel didn't do that. And Hamas is doing that. But I believe what took place this week in the rally in Washington was one of the ways we can perhaps change the tide and do our part. This rally that took place, whether it was 300,000 or 500,000 Jews, there was one beautiful thing that came out of There were many things that came out of the rally, but one thing I want to speak about was the beautiful Kiddush Hashem, how the Yidin behaved at the rally. Rallies have been going on now for over a month in different parts of this country and other countries, and the pro-Palestinian rallies are very different than the rally on Tuesday. The pro-Palestinian rallies, there's violence, there's anger, they're screaming to kill, to destroy, they vandalize, police are attacked. At this rally on Tuesday, it was the exact opposite. The world saw how Jews deal with a rally, how Jews attend a rally, how Jews go to a rally. The police officers couldn't even handle how many times they were being thanked. They weren't used to this. They're used to pro-Palestinian rallies, they're getting attacked. They have to defend themselves, and over here they were just constantly being thanked and appreciated. There was no dirt, there was no vandalism, nothing got destroyed, nothing got ruined. That's how Yidin go to a rally. And the world, as much as we hope them want the world to see what we're all about, this was a slight glimpse of what Kalah Yisrael is. We're different people. We're wired differently. We're made up differently. And the more we push, the more we push to show this is what Kalah Yisrael stands for. We're not what you think we are. We hope that HaKadosh Baruch will perform miracles and enlighten those that seem to be closed-minded to what Kalah Yisrael is all about. But feel, realize, and know that miracles are happening every single day, just like the miracle that happened in this week's parsha. The same way HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a super miracle to change the face of Yitzchak, to allow him to look like his father, miracles are happening every single day for us. And for Kalah Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael, all the good that we're doing. And I'd like to share with you a story, unbelievable story my wife sent to me. This was reported by Rabbi Baruch Rosenblum who's a rabbi that's connected to a general who's a, com- a commander who's actively in Gaza. And he called the rabbi and he told him the following story. He said, Rabbi, I have to let you know, I just got off. I was able to make a phone call. I wanted to tell you, I walked into the situation room this week. The room where all of us generals sit and discuss what our game plan is for the upcoming day, what we're going to do, how we're going to nego- how we're going to navigate the day. And when I walked into the room, everyone at the table looked sad, white-faced, depressed. Everyone looked like this was the worst day in history. And I asked him, I said, what is going on? Why does everyone look so sad? Why is everyone so depressed? And he said, because we just saw from a drone video that three tanks 
to be Israeli tanks carrying 12 soldiers in each tank were just bombed and are on fire. Which means 36 soldiers have just perished. And all the generals didn't know how they're going to deal with this, how this happened. How do you tell the families that we just lost 36 of our soldiers, young soldiers? And they were just lost. They didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden they get a phone call from one of the people that were supposed to be in that tank. And they say, how can you be calling us? Your tank is on fire. We're watching video of it. He says, let me tell you what happened. He says, our tank was experiencing some form of malfunction. We, had, we were having an issue with the rotator belt. So because the tank wasn't working, we all got out of our tank and decided to stay, instead of staying in a tank where we were sitting duck, so to say, we'll get out of the tank and go to somewhere safe. The tank behind us saw us do that, so they also got out. And the tank behind them saw the tank in front of them do that. So the, all the soldiers got out, all walked to safe area. And within a few minutes after that, all three tanks were bombed. Open miracles. HaKadosh Baruch was performing open miracles like he did in the times of Avram Avinu and Yitzchak. Because we need to show HaKadosh Baruch, we need to show the world we are who we are. We're davening, we're learning, we're doing chesed, we're making a kiddush Hashem. We're showing the world what Klai Yisrael is. And then HaKadosh Baruch will perform miracles for us. And Mish Hashem, we should continue doing what we're doing and hopefully more and more people will switch over from the Latsani Hadar team to the regular side and understand what is going on. And because all the mitzvahs that we're doing, HaKadosh Baruch will continue to perform miracles for Klai Yisrael. Mish Hashem, we should be zaycha to end this war quickly and swiftly without the loss of any more life. And then we'll be zaycha together as one unified nation to greet Mashiach, have a wonderful Shabbos.